Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. G'day, I'm Bruce Hitchcock, and you're listening to the Weekly Batuta News Bulletin, brought to you by Australia's favourite chockey bicky, Tim Tam. Grab a packet of Tim Tams for your chance to snag a golden Tim Tam packet and win one of three wishes worth $100,000. Here are the top stories from the Batuta Advocate, Australia's oldest and most respected newspaper. Starting with national news and Cardinal Pell's legal team has hit a bit of a snag this week after realising that they can't employ the Kevin Spacey defence in court. According to the American Law Society, the Spacey defence is defined as publicly proclaiming that you're gay when you get called out for committing horrific crimes. The historic sexual abuse allegations levelled against Australia's highest ranking clergyman have been complicated by the fact that crying gay is not an option for Cardinal Pell if he wants the Catholic Church to keep paying for his lawyers. This comes as the 76-year-old begins to get a little desperate in his attempts at evading criminal prosecution for ruining the lives of several young children who were in his duty of care over the last century. The Catholic Church have made it clear that the Spacey defence is not an option. However, around the country, Pell still has some supporters, and we wrote a story this week about a man who actually came out to bat for the Cardinal. Local man who crosses the road to avoid Muslims publicly said that Pell hasn't been convicted of anything yet. The boomer, who is convinced that every single Muslim in Australia is a terrorist, says that we shouldn't be so quick to judge Cardinal Pell based on unproven allegations of child sex crimes. The semi-retired kitchen appliance retailer said, All of this is hearsay. I don't know about you, but I'm a big advocate for innocent until proven guilty. I know that's not a very common position to hold in this day and age of trial by social media. Elsewhere around the country this week, and Hobart is really feeling like a big city now, after it begins to face its first ever housing crisis. In a really cute moment for the capital of the Apple Isle, a report by Anglicare found that a growing number of tourists and holiday home purchases has not only broadened the gene pool significantly, but created a serious shortage of rental accommodation. Anglicare told The Advocate that the influx of interest in Tasmania's housing market does not bode well for the extended family that calls Hobart home. The story that we broke seemed to ruffle some feathers, with one salty six-fingered reader, Trent Hughes, leaving this comment on our story. Jealous bullshit. Just because your shit Queensland town the neighbour I never heard of sucks. How many people live in Batuta? More than 250,000 live in Hobart. Jeez, calm down, Trent. Moving on now. And in some shocking news around the Channel Country, forget the Adani coal mine, a disgusting local farmer has cleared half a kilometre of invasive flora 900 kilometres inland. That's right, a local grazier has had to face the music this week. That music being the white dreadlocked men of Brisbane's inner west, who have actually called for his public beheading. The grazier, Brangus Dixon, has caused a stir after the uneducated rural redneck decided to run an anchor chain over half an acre of apple pine, after it turned one of his freshwater holes into the only source of salt water west of the Brisbane River's Red Bank Reach. With a growing army of sandalwood-scented bongo drummers calling for Brangus to be hung, drawn and quartered by his own horses in the middle of Boundary Street, the hot-blooded father of six says he'll be down for the Ecker in August, if anyone wants to have a real go. 
In other news around Batuta this week, and a local tradies blood work has revealed that he's actually 80% iced coffee. Yep, that's right. The Batuta Valley carpenter, Jackson Alexander, got back the results of a blood test insisted upon by his doctor, and things don't look good for the young man. For the majority of Homo sapiens, 60% of their body is made up of water. However, in Jackson's case, his blood work has revealed that he is, in fact, 80% iced coffee. Jackson's doctor told our reporters this week, I know it may not be a cool per se to drink water on site, but Jackson must start drinking water or he'll die. And in the sporting world, we could see a sensational code switch in the near future, with a number of NRL clubs circling Wallabies halfback Nick Phipps. The star is hot property for an array of different NRL clubs, after the prominent union halfback publicly apologised for urinating on a bar in Sydney's eastern suburbs last month. Phipps was kicked out of the Wallara Hotel for pissing on the bar the night after the team's record 29-0 loss to South African team, the Lions. This low-level scandal has led many sports analysts to question whether he's preparing to change codes to the much more public urination-friendly National Rugby League. A switch to the NRL would see Phipps join the ranks of iconic rugby league public urinators such as Todd Carney, Willie Mason, Russell Packer and Greg Bird. Anyway, that's it for the News Wrap this week. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast in order to get your weekly fix of real, unfiltered and unwavering regional news. And make sure you grab a packet of Tim Tams to be in the running to find the Tim Tam Golden Packet and win one of three wishes worth $100,000. Until next week, I'm Bruce Hitchcock.